Welcome to the next episode of Pop Topic. We are here to discuss all things movies and trending stories and help break down all things film. We have Tristan again. How are you doing today? Doing fantastic. How are you doing, man? I'm doing A-OK. We uh, probably took a break from Pop Topic for, feels like, uh, what, almost a month and a half? You know, we haven't actually recorded (laughs) an official Pop Topic one, but I figure we should definitely record one before I go out for a few months. Don't know if we will end up recording during this few months. We'll see if uh, I can get the software working. A quick dive into what films are going to be playing in the next couple of months. You know, kind of wrapping up the second half of 2023 so you know uh what's new with you anything going on film wise have you been watching anything recently but mostly catching up on a lot of new uh streaming shows you know ahsoka's on a uh, the new continental based on the john wick movies that one just started as well as gen v the boy spinoff also catching up on a lot of tv as far as movies go i've recently watched i don't think i've talked with you since i watched the evil dead movies watched the that whole franchise beside the newest one as well as the Exorcist movies as well. Have you seen the, uh, the Exorcist films, Quentin? I saw the original one with you guys. Yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't rewatch that one, but then I watched the second, third, fourth, and fifth one, and then the, I think it's the sixth one that's coming out here soon. Um, they're not good. Uh, the first one's the only one that was good. The, the fourth and the fifth one were particularly abysmal. They were, they were very bad. And what was weird, the fourth and the fifth one were basically the same movie. The first, the fourth one is a um, called the Exorcist Origins, and then the fifth one is like Dominion and Exorcist prequel, um, which I thought a prequel and an origin story were essentially the same thing, and they are. The first half of both of those movies is the same half of it's basically the same film, just like a different setting and different actors, and then the second half of the movie, you know, differentiates from there. But they were weirdly similar and came out within like two years of each other. I didn't get it. Yeah, horror franchises are pretty interesting. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, the, you know, the first one's always good, and then it kind of just uh, tears off real deep. <laughs> they tend to not be so great later on. Uh, I've actually also been watching a lot of horror movies. Franchise-wise, I watched the entire Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise, which I, I never saw any of them beforehand. And then I was watching, like, lesser-known franchises, like sleepover massacre films and then the sleepaway camp films we just binged all of those the last two days so you know i've been watching a few horror franchises as well and you know they're they're really hit or miss for most of them yeah what'd you think of the the texas chainsaw massacre because i saw that was probably the first horror franchise i've ever binged like years ago back when i was in like first year university i think it was what'd you think of the the texas chainsaw massacre movie i i I, i'm i'm not really I'm not really much of a fan of the franchise, to be honest with you. I think the first one is actually pretty decent. I, I still wouldn't say I love it. I wouldn't call it a classic for me personally. But, you know, it's it's crazy how that film was from the 70s. Like, that was really one of the first horror films ever. Like, that's really long ago. Um, and honestly, even by the second one, even when I was watching the sequel, I was thinking, yeah... It's kind of like a one and done, you know, like it's really good. The first one. You get it after the first Yeah, it, there's really not that much to it. They, we, we don't need to expand the lore of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, the rest of them, I don't think there's a single one aside from the original that I liked. And, and there's like two yeah. that I like hated. Like, like there's some really, really bad ones. 
And Tessa Chainsaw Massacre is one of those franchises where it felt like they kept remaking the same movie a lot of times. There's like four remakes of the original. It's the exact same story for all four of them, which didn't appreciate. Did you watch the newest one, the one that came out last year? No, I don't believe I have seen that one. That's just another remake of the original, right? Basically, it's kind of like the modern remake where it's like, uh, you know, they bring back casts or characters, I guess, in this case, from the original film to kind of placate nostalgia. So, yeah, I I didn't like that one either. Uh, There was an interesting concept they had for that movie. But, man, they uh, they went into the deep end with that idea. (laughs) It was a it was a shit show. But, yeah, I'm not a big fan of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Have you heard of the other two? The the Sleepaway Camp films or the. slumber party massacre i've i've heard of them i think but i haven't watched any of any of those movies how many mo- movies are on those franchises sleepaway camp there are four films and then a remake uh or i guess a soft remake uh and then in the in the slumber party massacre there are three and then i believe there's a remake uh, i've only seen the three so far i'm gonna watch the remake later this week but yeah, they're the pretty small franchise. That's why I threw them on. I was like, oh, these are going to be like an easy franchise to binge through. There's only like four, maybe five. Yeah, how are they? I would say Sleepover Camp, the original, is really good. Like, it's, I recommend that one, Tristan. That That is a pretty cool film. Like, every kill is like really fucking cool. Uh, the story itself isn't like anything to die over. It's just, you know, people getting murdered at a, uh, you know, campground but i think the uh i think the kills are pretty cool and then uh, i think the last 10 minutes are like actually terrifying like i i wasn't ready for like how cheesy the film was and it kind of went like really fucking creepy and really scary near the end so i think that one was really good for the slumber party massacre the second film is like the greatest horror comedy of all time like it's just pure comedy it's it's really funny but like there's nothing scary about any of those movies uh, and then, like, the third one's just, like, basically, like, half nudity. So it's really not even a story at that point. So, you know, some real hits or misses. But that's kind of just, you know, that's kind of the luxury of uh, horror franchises. Yeah. You kind of expect that going in. Like, I was expecting, like, all these to be bad. Like, I've never heard of Sleepaway Camp. I thought they were going to be bad. So the first one actually being, like, really good, I was kind of thrown yeah, off by that. The Sleepaway Camp movies, right when I heard the name, I assumed those would be mostly titties. Like, mostly nudity. Like, they just kill, like, sort of like the... Mostly Friday Thirteenth. Have you seen Friday Thirteenth movies? I have not. No, that that's a franchise okay. I do want to visit. Yeah, because most of them are terrible. The the <laughs> most of them are just they'll randomly introduce. There's like no actual plot. They'll just randomly cut to two people in the forest. One of them gets naked, and then Freddy Jason comes out of nowhere, cuts them, and then cuts some more people in the forest. They get naked. Jason comes out of nowhere and kills them. And there's some sort of thin semblance of a plot where it cuts back to the, the same group of characters who take a little longer to get killed in the forest um and yeah they just keep introducing more characters to show their tits and get murdered and that's judging by the names of both these franchises exactly what i assumed both of them would have yeah exactly and going in i was kind of expecting that you know as long as we have that mindset going in yeah that's exactly what i expect from most horror franchises coming from the 70s and yeah and friday the 13th is also based on like a campground right yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought because yeah. in the sleepaway camp, I never saw the Friday the Thirteenth movies yet, but I did kind of vaguely assume they were about that. Especially when sleepaway camp, in the second and the third movie, they both had references to Jason. So I thought, oh, okay, yeah, this is definitely they were definitely kind of like poking fun of like, oh, maybe it's in like the same campground kind of like joke. Yeah, is it called Camp Crystal Lake? 
No, no, no. It's definitely not the same campground. It's oh. a totally different campground, but but the Pokemon fun of like it lives in the same universe. Like they were going fishing, they like pulled up Jason's mask from the water. <laughs> oh yeah, shit like that. You know, you're like oh in the same universe. So yeah, it was uh, it, it's fun. It pokes fun of itself. Uh, honestly, two and three is not bad. But if if you ever do decide to take the uh, plunge for the sleepaway camps, you you can skip the fourth. The fourth is arguably the worst movie ever made. It was really. It, it's a clip show of the first three movies. Oh, no. <laughs> like, it's really bad. It's just a hot girl in a bikini sitting on a dock, and she doesn't say anything. She just lays there, and then there's, like, a voiceover, like, man, I remember back when this happened, and then it cut to, like, a scene from the second movie. Like, that's the whole movie. There's no way. I'm being Does the movie end with her still sitting on the dock? Uh, no, it's like she, like, sees, like, a, she sees something in the forest or whatever, she, like, goes to check on it, and then, like, someone dies, and then it ends. Like, the last ten minutes, they, like, try to do something. I don't know. This sounds so bad, I really want to watch it. Un- unironically, though, like, yeah, 85% Maybe of the movie. Maybe I should not watch the first, yeah. watch the <laughs> That's true, that's true. I gotta watch all four. That's true, yeah. It's a good way to just binge through all four in 70 minutes. You know, it's a, it's a short movie, but... Yeah. yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it was something, all right. Man, like five minutes in, me and my wife looked at each other. We're like, wait, the whole thing's not a clip show, right? They're just showing one scene, right? And we very quickly real, we realized, oh, wait a second. This is like the worst episode of a TV show in a movie form. Right? It's a filler episode, but yeah. it's a film. But it's a movie, so people pay to yeah. watch this, yeah. That's all. That's, yeah, that's... That's brutal. I kind of love that, though. <laughs> I bet you eventually Marvel's going to have a movie like that. There's going to be a Marvel movie that's mostly just a clip show. Yeah, well, Endgame was almost there, you know? They were, like, you know, one step away from being a clip show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, at least watch the first Sleepaway Camp before you get to uh, the clip show, because uh, it, it does ruin the, the the last ten minutes. It makes it way less exciting, so, you know. But, yeah, uh, but, Binge a lot of horror films, you know. I I kind of love this whole horror month of like September October. It's just a fun vibe. I love watching movies like that. Slasher films are a lot of fun. Yeah, I used to not say I was a big slasher guy, but I've been pretty much watching all slashers, like you know, Slumber Party Massacre, Sleepaway Camp, and the Texas Chainsaw Massacres. They're clearly obviously all slasher films, and I, I've just been having a fun time. Even if they're bad, they're like at least like laughably bad, unless it's Sleepaway Camp Four. So you know. Slashers are pretty fun, actually. I have a good time with it. I like to see how cool they can go with the deaths. I feel like those are the best parts of the movies. Oh, absolutely. It's 100% the best part of slasher movies. Yeah. And Sleepaway Camp had, like, the coolest death. Have you seen the Unfriended movies? Uh, there's only two of them, right? Yeah. Then, yeah, yeah, I've seen both of them then. The second one's surprisingly good. Way better. The second one goes full it's camp. It's so much better. It's so yeah, it's over great. the top. I, I need, Yeah, I love it when horror films are over the top. Like, the second movie being, like, the dark web and stuff. It's oh, so it insane. So good. Yeah, it's so yeah, it insane. It was way better to have it been, like, around, like, an evil hacker organization. Like, what, like, a, a supernatural ghost on the internet or something? Something crazy, yeah. Yeah, it's way better. It's, the second one's fantastic. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of the first. Though the first one's kind of boring. It was fine. Yeah. It's kind of just like a skype version of paranormal activity it's yeah, okay exactly but yeah the second one that's where it's at that one's great so to kind of wrap up the summer here uh we can kind of go over what would you say would be the biggest winners and the biggest losers of the summer if we like had to 
you know, officially capitalize on who came out on top here. Uh, is there like the a clear? Yeah, by far, hands down, is Barbenheim. Like that's that's the winner of the summer, right? Yeah, those probably are the two biggest winners. We you say both of them did better than Across the Spider Verse. That one did pretty well too. Yeah, but I think Barbenheimer probably overall did. Yeah, you're probably right. Let me quickly look up how much all three of them did. Obviously, no question, Barbie did the best. Barbie's um, the biggest movie of the year. Oh yeah, no, never mind. You're right. Oppenheimer did fucking gangbusters. Yeah, yeah. Oppenheimer yeah. did fucking awesome. It's kind of crazy how much Oppenheimer made for being an R-rated three-hour biopic. Yeah, I really think Christopher Nolan's a huge household name right now. Everyone knows Christopher Nolan. People are excited for his movie. People go to the theaters for his movies. I really think he's he's the biggest director by far right now who's still making films. Yeah, that that's crazy. Cameron would be the other one, right? But he makes so few films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James Cameron would be the the biggest for sure. But yeah, he also makes the fewest. He's he's only made yeah, two in the last twenty three years. Yeah. Years, right? Yeah. Now, Oppenheimer, uh, as of recording, $930 million worldwide. Huge. That's pretty, that's pretty good. Good movie. Man, I would have never guessed that. On a $100 million budget, R-rated, three-hour That's such a tight budget for that film. Yeah. But, you know, like, $100 million is a good budget. Like, any, yeah. like, any movie that's over $100 million, like... You really like, you know, you really need to like do something. Justify it. Like, yeah, yeah, you have to justify. It. Like Avatar two, you watch it, you go, okay, yeah, like that's a two hundred and what was it, thirty million dollar budget or something like that. Like, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Something silly. Um, but like yeah. Fantastic Beasts three, you watch and you go, why? Well, like Fast X, that's a thirty. Fast yeah, X. Fast X three hundred million dollar budget, and that did do well. Seven, flat. yeah, it made seven hundred million dollars. Fast X, but like it kind of. You know, and maybe profited a little bit, but it was close to breaking even at seven hundred million dollars. Like, you know, three hundred million dollars is like crazy money. Yeah, and it didn't even look like it. <laughs> Fast X does not look like it had three hundred million dollars. Uh, maybe Jason Momoa. You know, maybe it was a high bill, but I don't know. Yeah, Vin Diesel doesn't come cheap these days. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. That was all for Vin Diesel, actually. You're right. Yeah, and I think you're right. Barbie and Oppenheimer. Yeah, those two definitely came out as the big winners here. Third place, bronze medal, I think, is Spider-Verse for sure. That It did quite well. Struck a, struck a hard note with a lot of fans. People seem to love that movie. I think, the biggest, I think the biggest loser, personally, is Mission Impossible. I think Mission Impossible dropped like a rock. That ran right into the buzzsaw that was Barbenheimer, and it was, it was bloody. It did not do good at all. Yeah, but it's not, it did do well, but it, I wouldn't say it's a bigger loser than Indiana Jones or The Flash, because those had bigger budgets and they didn't make as much money. Yeah, but those are shitty movies. <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. Yeah, they, they were kind of asking for it. Uh, yeah, I would say Mission Impossible, you know. Like, for a movie that's good, had a good reception, people seem to like it, but just didn't make the money, it, it, it was surprising. It was shocking yeah. almost. Yeah. Well, they, they, you know, they released it the week before Barbenheimer. That was just... Yeah, that was, that was a mistake. It was a mistake. Especially when August was so dead. Like, they, they could have just yeah. released, released it the second week of August. They would have been good. Yeah. What, your biggest competition was, like, Blue Beetle? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I actually saw Blue Beetle recently. Really? Hayden watched it. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, wow. I beat Tristan to it. Uh, yeah, well, I watched it. I watched it like two days ago, actually, because it just dropped recently. Um, no, it, it was fine. It was fine. Uh, I, I'm 
obviously not a big superhero guy, so like I don't think it's great, but I think it's better than eighty seventy percent of the superhero films we get nowadays. Like like I thought it was I thought it had some cute moments. I it actually it's an origin story though, right? That's what makes me hesitant. Like, I have yeah, well well one well, that's the part that sucks, the whole origin story of it. It's very like cliche by the books the birth of the character the villains like the you know identical character yeah. like it's very I mean, like so, by the books. i like superhero movies i still like superhero stuff like i was i watched all three episodes of gen v yesterday and i thought it was incredible the new spin-off of the boys i i loved it but i'm so done with origin stories i've seen so many origin stories i don't care for another origin movie i i, I couldn't care less yeah it's uh it's not great <laughs> uh origin like you know structurally wise but like there's some yeah. like nice moments I, of like themes of family and stuff like it's cute i uh yeah i, I think you'll like it tristan i think it, you won't I love it but yeah i think it will be my favorite dc movie of the year for all that's worth most uh of yeah it's not worth far. much yeah shazam a flash sucked and aquaman yeah. i'm not holding my breath for <laughs> yeah i'll go as far as to say it's the best dc movie of the year for sure yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Would you count this as DC EU? Like, it's not. Would you count as part of like the franchise we have so far, or is it the first movie of James Gunn's universe? Where, where would you place this? It one? was made under vision of the DC, right? Like when they're making this movie, they didn't know of DCU, right? It wasn't until they were marketing this film at the very tail end of production when they even knew that that shakeup was happening. Uh, however, Blue Beetle is one of the three characters, and the guy playing him is one of the three actors who are being held over towards DCU. So I think because although it was made under like sort of the DCEU banner, it was so not involved with anything like that, they can sort of just pick it up and move it over to the DC. Go, yeah, it belongs here now. It didn't really take place in the other world or whatever. And most of it can probably turn a blind eye. Yeah, and that's actually one thing I did like about the movie. You know, one of very few things. There's like no reference to any other DCEU character or property. Like it actually was just like a standalone movie. Like there's no like... I didn't watch the uh, behind the. Oh no, sorry, I did watch the post credit scene, and it was horrible. But uh, at least, like, it didn't reference like Aquaman or Ezra Miller's Flash or something. Right. Yeah. So, like, there's no connection to any other universe, so it wasn't actually that bad. Yeah. Like, it, I, it stands alone. Yeah, and I have seen some people online saying like, the first movie in James Gunn's DCU is flopping already. His movies are already flop. Like. He didn't have anything to do with this movie, though. Like, this new vision of DCU was not involved in this movie at all with the making or marketing or promoting of Blue Beetle. Uh, so a lot of the Snyder heads I'm seeing online going, see, they would have talked about Snyder's vision, this wouldn't have flopped. Uh, it's obviously just stupid. It has no ground in reality. Uh, it also doesn't make any though. sense, because, sure, it flopped, but it didn't flop as hard as The Flash or Shazam 2. So, <laughs> like, like, what's the argument? Like, ah, see... Snyder was right all along, baby. Even though they did worse, like I, I, yeah, sure it flopped, but like, you know, it's still like probably gonna break even by the time it's yeah. finished in theaters. Like, it's not gonna like maybe it'll break even. Like, it was a shorter I, budget, right? So it doesn't need exactly. to make exactly. That's what the, really is what's saving it. And I do think that the still announcing of the DC, this new DCU with James Gunn prior to these films. Uh, releasing with a massive mistake. They should have waited till after Aquaman released before they announced this new DCU. Uh, announcing it way before these, uh, you know, this whole year of movies came out really shot all those movies in the foot. And that's why so far, three of the four have flopped. 
And I'm, I am I'm bet you this fourth one's going to flop too, even though the original Aquaman made over a billion dollars. The first one's a huge success, and I think this one's going to drop it around. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I just checked the uh, the amount Blue Beetle's made so far. I take it back. It's not going to break even. It's definitely flopping, but still, nonetheless, it's still doing better than Shazam 2 or The Flash. It's literally made just as much as Shazam 2, and that movie was almost double the budget. So, it, you know, Blue Beetle's fine. It's Yeah, but once again, Quinn, that movie sucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true that is a good point yeah the fact is making just so as much as shazam terrible. 2 and shazam 2 is arguably one of the worst superhero films i've seen in the last five to ten years that's uh yeah that's saying it a might lot be. and there's been a lot of bad superhero movies in the last five like, yeah of yeah this has been a real stinker for uh superhero movies this year uh i would say guardians 3 and across the spider-verse are the exceptions but anything else has just been dreadful yeah. so far but hey you yeah, know yeah, aquaman 2 and uh, the marvels maybe they'll surprise we'll see hey the marvels is the shortest marvel mcu movie to date yeah. uh it's it's under two hours i also remember for like 24 hours i thought that it was one of the cheap smallest budgets as well and i thought you know what marvels is gonna do it they're actually gonna make a lot of money then if it's that small of a budget but i was wrong it's uh it's one of the biggest budgets so it was, it was uh it was a misread yeah, and I, I, I enjoyed Miss Marvel for what, uh, you know, the as far as the Marvel TV shows go. Oh, for a second, I thought you were saying you enjoyed Captain Marvel. I was like, man, Tristan's oh, really changing no, his tune, not, yeah. <laughs> I did not really enjoy it. I didn't hate Captain Marvel, who lost some people seem to. Um, but yeah, no, I miss Marvel as a character. She's my favorite of the three, you know, sort of leads. The Marvels, the three of them, she's really the only one I, I care for. So hopefully, you know, hopefully it'll be all right. I don't know. Who's the other one? Yeah, there's Miss Marvel, there's Captain Marvel, and who's the third girl? Monica Rambo. I don't know if she has a superhero name at all. Like her, her, her name's Monica Rambo. Uh, she, she can like a, uh, I think she can like teleport or whatever. Oh, that's cool. I think she can like fly as well. Yeah, I think that's her powers. She was in One Division, um, but like her powers weren't really. That's where she got her powers. I think during One Division, uh, when she went through like the border thing. Um, they haven't really explained her powers too too much. I don't think. Okay. Yeah, it's uh. Yeah, I'm sure both those movies are gonna do okay. Uh, we'll we'll follow those. Hey, for all the first, I think it'll be better than Aquaman too. Oh, no question. Yeah, I have more faith in the Marvels. Yeah, I don't think Aquaman two is gonna be good at all. Yeah, Aquaman two, I never had faith in because uh, people really liked the first one, and I watched that one recently actually. Um, and I, I don't it's think it's really good. Long. It's really long. Yeah, I, I wasn't a fan of that one, but. It's just utterly fine. I, I, I don't hate it. Uh, I guess it's on the same page as probably Captain Marvel for me. They're just fine. <laughs> like they're, yeah. they're not like excruciatingly terrible, but there's nothing good about them. So, you know, like it's fine. It's, it's there. It exists. So, you know, interesting to see how both their sequels do. Uh, but yeah, I have more faith in the Marvels than I do aquaman 2 because i remember when they dropped the trailer for aquaman 2 and twitter was like freaking out for half a second like oh my god it looks so good i can't believe it looks this good and i was like really so i opened the trailer i was expecting like something great and i watched it and it went this looks like the most mid thing i've ever seen in my life what are people freaking out about so i don't know i don't think i'm gonna be all in on aquaman 2 i think i've seen the trailer when i went to the movies once but i can't even remember so i may or may not have seen the trailer if i did it did not leave an impression it's not great but you know some people liked it so it's, it's it's for some people it's just not for us but yeah uh you know blue beetle definitely a loser the flash definitely a loser when it comes to the box office this summer uh what do you think the biggest loser was you were saying you think it's mission impossible dead reckoning part one just because I, I re- 
Yeah. It was good. It was like, that was the middle of like a, a big existing franchise. You know, now nah, the biggest loser might be Fast X, I'm thinking. That's supposed to be the big grand finale, I guess, the start of the big grand finale of the whole Fast and Furious franchise, and it came off like a wet fart. It was like if Infinity War just shat the bed, you know what I mean? Heading right into Endgame. Uh, so I think, actually, I think prob- probably a yeah, Fast X would probably, I think, probably be the biggest loser all of them. Because, like I said, with them announcing the new DCU with James Gunn, there wasn't much expectation for the last couple stragglers of the DCU, you know, Blue Beetle, Flash, Shazam. No one was really expecting big things from those. They were kind of maybe hoping the Flash could do something, but no one was really expecting anything. However, this is supposed to be the grand finale of the Fast and Furious franchise, and the audience met it with a resounding, we don't care anymore. That's fair. Uh, even though Fast X technically broke even, maybe even made some money, I think it's hard to say that that's like the biggest loser. Um, but yeah, it definitely didn't do great. It definitely didn't make as much money as they were hoping. Like I know the studio is not happy about it breaking no. even. This is supposed to be like a big film for them. They were they were probably hoping a billion dollar hit here, like Fast and Furious eight and seven and eight were, right? I think yeah. six, seven, and eight were all billion dollar hits. Um, nine, but that came between the heat of the pandemic. The Hobbs and Shaw, well, that's a spinoff, and you know, doesn't have the you know Vin Diesel or the family. And but this one, Fast X, there's no excuses. This is the big grand finale, and it made what four hundred thousand, like before hundred million. Like it didn't, it didn't, it didn't do gangbusters. Yeah, well, worldwide, it made seven hundred million. Um, seven hundred million, okay. Yeah, which is pretty good. It's still the fifth most successful film of the year so far. But when you have the biggest budget of the year so far. It's uh, nothing to really brag about. In a sure. year of inflated budgets. So that's really the narrative of the summer. It's watch yeah. your budget. There's so many movies that did all right, but their budgets were just silly. That they, that they didn't turn a problem. Elemental being another one, right? It ended up having pretty good legs and did all right, but the budget was just silly on it. Yeah, Elemental uh, definitely broke even. Uh, maybe even profited a couple of million dollars at the end of its theatrical run. And then you know, Pixar films. They're just going to be making tons of money off merchandise. So Elemental definitely, yeah. I would say, came out as a surprising winner probably at the end of this. Yeah. Didn't do anything incredible, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. And pretty I think good. the one thing that might have saved Pixar's reputation, clearly people will come out to a Pixar movie. If the budget was more in line with maybe where, you know, a Pixar budget should be, it probably would have done all right. And I think yeah. people are, are willing to come out to the theaters to watch Pixar, which the last couple of Pixar movies had that in question. Yeah, I think uh, I don't think it's walking out with much money, but for Disney, uh, it's one of their only wins this year. <laughs> <laughs> the take them you can get them. Yeah, yeah I think uh, what Disney had Guardians three and Elemental. I think those are the only movies that made money, which is which is not good. Speaking of, uh, yeah, I bet you if you yeah. do dollars and cents wise, like, the biggest financial loss is probably Haunted Mansion or Indiana Jones, right? Yeah, I think Haunted Mansion is probably like the actual loser of the summer if we're gonna like put it yeah like you said dollars to cents here um, but i think if i was to make a pick as to what just was the loser of the summer i think for me it has to be indiana jones and the dial of destiny because the film worldwide made 383 million dollars on i believe it was what a 250 million dollar budget so it is losing close to 200 million dollars total I don't know if it's I don't know if it's going to make two hundred million dollars back from merchandise and shit like that uh, from promotions afterwards. I, I I think this movie's losing money for Disney, and this is supposed to be, like you said, with Fast X being like the movie that's supposed to like celebrate the conclusion to the Fast and Furious 
supposed to be the Infinity War of the Fast and Furious franchise. Like, this is Indiana Jones, one of the greatest blockbuster characters and franchises of the last 40-something years. And yeah, this but he hasn't movie, had a yeah. profitable movie in 20 years, right? But it, actually, no, I guess Kingdom Hearts of was profitable, it just wasn't well-received. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like, this is the only time I think it's actually losing money. Uh, and even though, yeah, yeah Kingdom Hearts of was not well-received, it was not a good movie, uh, it's, this is money. still a good franchise. This is still a franchise that can print money, and the budget was just crazy. Like, like you said, this is just the year of big budgets. And I think people are going to be learning their lesson this year. Indiana Jones, that was just a budget they could never recuperate from. Like, Indiana Jones doesn't make that much yeah. money, right? Like, it's never I supposed to have a budget like that. the director of this movie had a quote who was something like, the best thing about directing Indiana Jones film is known as how much is it going to cost. And maybe they should start asking that when, when making Indiana Jones film. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. it has a cost, and only so many people are going to come out to watch these movies. Yeah, maybe Disney should just start asking that question, right? Like, I feel like maybe yeah. that's just their problem is they can't say no right like <laughs> maybe all these mcu movies and the haunted mansion and indiana jones they just go oh hey well disney can i have like an extra hundred million dollars just to like film the cgi and like sure here you go like we got so much money it's fine and maybe yeah maybe they should start asking that question and i'm sure they will start asking it now but yeah i think for me indiana jones probably the uh, the biggest loser also i i watched that movie recently it's also just not great. <laughs> like, I just don't good. like it. I I, I, I don't really like don't it. Like the ending. It got it got silly. Yeah. Yeah. Not a fan. Yeah. What are you gonna do? So yeah. So that's the winners and losers for the summer here. Of course, all things Barbenheimer comes out on top. Uh, and I guess to transition the discussion of Barbenheimer, uh, let's kind of talk about maybe making predictions for what's going to be nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars in three months. So we missed out on doing the top 10 blockbuster predictions, or I guess summer box office predictions for this summer since I was away that month. So let's do our own, let's do a different top 10 prediction here to see if we can get this right. Instead of predicting the top 10 financially successful films, maybe we'll predict the top 10 critically successful films the 10 films we think are going to get the covenant best picture nomination when they announce it in the first two weeks of january so that's three months ahead kind of the same distance of when we guess the summer box office predictions what were your thoughts on kind of collecting a list here tristan i kind of just googled you know well first i should Google like 2023 movies i don't follow office buzz at all i have movies on this list i've never even heard of until today uh I think only three of them are out, and I've seen only two of them. And I, uh, so I just kind of Googled movies that came out in 2023. I'm like, none of these are going to be Oscar winners. All the ones I've watched are not going to be Oscar. Let's go like 2024 Oscar movies, and then lists started popping up of like Variety and IMDb and whatnot, given their predictions. So I read most of those and sort of, you know, used my own best judgment here and sort of cobbled together a list of movies that I, I've never heard before. Most of them are two words, and I guess it's sort of a theme this year for, uh, for, for Oscar picks, at least for my Oscar pick. They're all two words or one word titles. <laughs> Have you noticed that? Is there also, besides one exam- ex- exception, they're all one word or two word titles? Uh, yeah, that's true. I guess they are a lot of one word or two words. But obviously that's like most films in general, right? I feel like most films are one or two yeah. words. 
I guess you're right. I never yeah. really thought about that. Fast X, Elemental, The Flash. You know, they're, they're all kind of just yeah, two-word well, names. Fast X is the only one that's two words. Though. The rest of them are all like, you know, Fast and the Furious, you know, Fast and Furious, Tokyo, Drift, several words. It's just like Fast Five, right? Yeah, well, F9, that's just one word. <laughs> Touche. Only one letter, really. <laughs> yeah, that's one letter. Man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they really shortened the pie on that one, yeah. that That's just a key, right, F9? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I had a three-word one written down, but I scratched it off and replaced it with a two-word one because I knew it had too many words in it. Yeah, so here's kind of how I was thinking we should do this. Uh, let me know if you think there's a better way, but let's work away from what we think is the most obvious. So what we put at number one for making the list all the way down. And I think how we should do this is just... Oh, nice... I didn't rank these in any in any particular order. These are just the 10 ones I think are getting nominated. Based on confidence, so whatever I put at number one, if it does make it, then I get 10 points. And then if the, the, film, the film that I have in second, if that does make it, then it's nine points. So like 10 to one point, right? So if, so if it doesn't end up being nominated for Best Picture and we had it as like our second most likely, then we just lost out on nine points. So, it's, so the ones you feel the most confident in, you're stacking as much points on it as possible. Does that make sense? You know what, looking down from the top to the bottom of my list, I kind of had them in order of confidence. Yeah, I, 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 that's kind of what I did. I just quickly wrote down like at the beginning, like, oh yeah, these ones are making it. It's kind of by confidence. Yeah, yeah, for the most part. But you can also just like, no, I don't see your list. You can just... Read off the fifth exactly. one on the line. Yeah, yeah I, don't I, don't I, I could just make up ten moves on the spot right now. You have no idea. Yeah, you, you could pick Fast X. I wouldn't know what's on your list. Well, dude, that is on my head. Yeah, that is a two-word movie, so that makes sense. Exactly. I, we know it's going to Yeah. I thought you were going to pick Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, but that's more than two words, so I guess it's not on your list. That's not the one ex- exception here. You know? Yeah. All right, so it's as that's out. So putting it... Kind of stacking our chips on the ones we feel the most confident in, and then as we get closer down, um, then. You know. Do you want to kick us off with the one you're most confident in? Uh, I, uh, I would be shocked if it's not number one for both of us. Number one, I'm putting Oppenheimer. Yeah, Oppenheimer's uh, number one. Not <laughs> yeah. on. Like I would, like it, it seems so obvious to me that like I really I, I'd be pretty shocked yeah. if this doesn't get the win for picture or director. Like no one's got to get an Oscar from this. That's all I'm saying. Like, he's got it. It's so, got to get one of the two. I don't know if we get both, but it's got to get one of them. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to necessarily win, but I think, I think it's a good director. chance. I think Nolan's getting the best director. But I, if, I were, if I were to guess, I don't know if he's going to get picture, but I would say he gets director. So, yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. So you have Oppenheimer at one. What do you have at two? I think this is also the obvious one. It's the other half of Barbenheimer. It's Barbie. Oh, all right, all right. I uh, I have it at four, uh, so I, I definitely have it on my list. Once again, when I wrote these, I didn't really rank them. That's know? fair. These are the two of the lists I've actually watched, so they're the first two I jotted down. Yeah, and to be fair for me, I think there's four locks that are getting nominated. So even though okay. Barbie, I technically have it four, uh, the first four for me, I think there's four clear movies that are going to get nominated no matter what, and Barbie has to. This is almost a $1.5 billion movie that is originally made they actually just announced that this is going to be competing in original screenplay not adapted i'm happy about that which is a huge move for them because it was not going to have much of a fighting chance against oppenheimer for screenplay so we could be getting a barbenheimer screenplay wins with original and adapted here so i think barbie's making all the right moves here i think it's definitely getting in uh for me i put number two killers of the flower moon i got that three I, uh, I don't think it has any chance at winning, but I think it's guaranteed a nom. <laughs> like, yeah, I think it's for sure a nom. Yeah. 
I'm gonna wait until I watch to see if I think someone, you haven't seen it yet, right? No. Yeah, I wanna wait until I see it to think if it, think it wins anything. I don't. Yeah, I'm getting a heavy, like, lots of Oscar noms and not a lot of wins kind of vibes from this movie, so that's where I think this is gonna be. I think it's gonna get, like, 11 noms. Get, like, maybe one. I can see that. Yeah, that, 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 that's the power of the dog of this year, you know? It, feels, it very much feels like the power of the dog this year. Yeah, oh, whoa. Or the yes. Irishman maybe of this gets, year. You so know? you think maybe it gets director then, if it's the, the power of the dog? I guess I got one. Yeah, that's also something like the Irishman of this year, you know? Yeah. I know. I'm really worried it's going to be the Irishman. Like, I'm really worried that Scorsese is going to get two films against, like, ten nominations each, and he gets not a single win for either of the movies. I can see it. Yeah, that's, that's really where I think I'm this, one, this, one, this one's heading. Mind yeah. you, I haven't seen it yet, so as far as performances and all that kind of go, it could win some of those. And I, I haven't, you know, yeah. wait until I watch. Exactly, yeah, I'll wait before I judge. Um, but yeah, it is interesting that I think we have a real potential for a Barbenheimer sweep. Like, I think those two could no, be the ones I, that walk out the most. Well, like I said, I have, those are the only two on this list I've watched, so I'm kind of biased, but, like, none of these really excite me the way those two excite me. And I don't see, you know, reviewers coming out as excited about these films as they did for those two either, you know? Seems good, but those two truly seem great. Yeah, well, for exciting me, there's, like... Not necessarily these five, or sorry, not necessarily the ten that we're going to be discussing, but there's some movies that are coming out later this year that like I'm actually getting pretty excited for. I don't think they're Oscar kind of movies, but I think there's some good movies later this year. I think I prejudged this year a little too quickly on my rant about Which how one? this maybe, is a bad year. The ones you're thinking, we that. Um, oh, well, when we're done with the ten, we could because maybe they'll they're oh. on your list. Don't want to ruin the discussion. Uh, but anyway, so what do you have at number four? The one at four is probably one of more risky picks, but I'm still going to leave it at four here, all right? Uh, and that's Napoleon. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah, that... Uh, yeah. This is one that I haven't seen on a lot of the uh, other lists for, for Oscar picks, but I can't figure out why. It seems like it has all the pieces of a, of a big big hit here. The, the top of the reviews have come out have been pretty good. Lots of big-name actors, big-name directors. Like, I don't understand how I, uh, it looks great. Yeah, it's a big historical epic. The Oscars like those. Got Joaquin Phoenix. The Oscars like him. You know, like why? How can this one not get nominated? Interesting. I don't even have that in my short list. I I, I have a short list of four movies I think could crack my ten if I re, if I swap Man, it around. Am I, am I that far off my fourth pick here? Yeah, and you have it at number four. I don't even have it in my top fourteen. Uh, but I I could see it doing really well. They love Joaquin Phoenix. Ridley has not been honored for an Oscar in a while. So, so he's due for one, you know? Yeah, he's due for, like, some recognition here. Uh, I, I think Napoleon could get a few texts. I just don't... I don't know. I, I It could, it could. And the trailer looks really good. I, I, have you seen that yet? You see, it's also one of the movies on this list I have here that I and other people also already heard, you know? And I think that's, that's also what I'm thinking. A lot of the times in these Oscar buzz, you, you know, a lot of these movies that most people have never even heard of are throwing a lot of, you know, people who are really high, you know, into the hoity-toity films, and then only about three or four of those ones ever actually get nominated. And so I'm banking on Napoleon being one of the, the bigger movies that actually does get nominated. I can see it. I can see it. I'm excited for it. I, I, thought, I thought it looked really good when I was looking at the poster and the, and the trailer. Like, I, I think it could be good. For, I guess I haven't even talked about my third pick yet. My third pick, I have Poor Things. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Do you have that on your list? I got that one. This is my number five. That's after Napoleon. But actually, so... Uh, I wasn't going to have poor things on my list. That's the, the two-word one I crossed off, the three-word one for. I had the color purple there instead. And then I scratched that off last minute, but poor things in my number five. Pretty happy I did that in hindsight here. 
yeah, I, th- I think Poor Things is one of the four locks. I, I think it's getting incredible buzz. I'm really excited for it. Uh, like, I'm this is my most anticipated of the year. Like, I'm really excited for this movie. It uh, it does not look like an Oscar movie, uh, so it, it, it might not make it. Honestly, like, I feel pretty That's confident. Why I didn't but have it on my list at first, but then yeah. I then I changed my mind. Like, people seem really high on this one. Yeah, people are. Yeah, people have seen this movie and they say. It's one of the greatest films made of the last like few years. Like like this movie's incredible. It's just like a lot of great buzz. People think Emma Stone is a lock for actress uh, to, to be nominated, not necessarily to win, but uh, a lot of people think she could get an Oscar for this. Uh, and then obviously uh, a lot of the most who did the Lobster and the Favorite, his most recent film being the Favorite, he uh, definitely has a lot of buzz right now with the Oscars. They do kind of like his style uh, for the most part recently. So we'll see if they continue to like it. I think that's a pretty good shot here. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to put it at three here. Uh, I guess I'll go next again since uh, I have your top five and uh, we haven't gotten to my fifth yet. I have a movie that is out right now. I don't know if you've seen it, Tristan. It's called Past Lives. That's my number six. And have you seen that one, Trist? I have not, no. It's good. It's good. It's, uh, I like it. I like it. I, I think I gave it a three and a half. Uh, it's, uh, it's a pretty good movie. I think, uh, I think it could be nominated for, like, you know three oscars maybe uh and then maybe it just gets best picture along with it uh and just because it's the one that i've seen and i haven't really seen a lot of these other ones i figured ah fuck it i've seen this one i'll throw it on the list and i think it's pretty much a lock for screenplay and hopefully best actress uh, we'll see i thought she was incredible so you know i think it's a lock for a few nominations so they might as well throw on, you know best picture with it uh it's, it's a good film uh, All right, so what's your number six then? Because that was mine. Yeah, so my number six is The Holdovers. I have that at number eight. So, yeah, I have The Holdovers. Uh, this is probably the one I know the least about. Uh, maybe that's why I'm just, like, the least interested in it. But a lot of people are just saying uh, it's been in a lot of film festivals and it's been doing really good in the festival. So I figured, you know, if, uh, if a lot of people are liking it, I'll throw it on the list as well. But it's, like, I don't really care about The Holdovers. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it is. Well, uh, for number seven, I have a film that I was actually supposed to see last week, um, but uh, a little something happened, so I wasn't able to, but we have Anatomy of a Fall. Ooh, don't have that on my list. First one that we don't have on each other's list here. Uh, well, no, I didn't have uh, Napoleon, so. Oh, right. All right, yeah. right. You're a slut. Yeah. <laughs> Good yeah. I'm very excited for uh, yeah for Anatomy of a Fall. I'm very excited for it. I uh, I can't wait to watch it. It's a courtroom film. I'm a sucker for those, so I th- I think it's going to be really good. And maybe that's why I'm putting it on the list. Maybe I'm just projecting because I I hope it's really good. Well, we'll we'll see. So what do you have at number seven? Uh, Maestro. Maestro it just sounds like a movie that they would like. Yeah, Maestro, whatever they call it. It seems like something the Academy would like. Yeah, I, I have Maestro as well. Uh, not because I think it's going to be great. I'm not super excited for it. No, nah, um, it doesn't look like a thing. But this is like Netflix's push, right? Uh, yeah, I do have another Netflix movie on my list, though. Okay, I think I might as well, but I, I, but I could be wrong. But yeah, I, I have Maestro at nine on my list. Uh, and I think it's just, I, I don't feel confident in it. 
But if Netflix is going to get a horse in the race and they're going to push hard for it, I think they're going to push hard for Maestro. So I think it's going to get four or five noms and get zero wins. One of those noms will be the best picture. Yeah, probably the <laughs> forgotten one about of the whole list. I agree completely. I think this is a uh, Netflix will get like a couple of noms for it, and it's not going to win any of it. Like I don't have that much confidence in this movie, but with ten noms in the field, Netflix is going to sneak one or two of their movies in, and yeah, I, I think this is one of them. So, uh, we already got your number eight, so I'll do my number eight here. I have American Fiction. Don't have that one. Yeah, I, I figured you would. This one's kind of uh, not super well-known. Not many people are predicting this one, but uh, this is going to be my kind of wild pick. I have heard really, really good things. Maybe this is just me hoping this is incredible. I just think this is going to be an incredible film. I, I have a lot of faith. Uh, this has just started to enter some festivals recently. And I think American Fiction uh, could potentially be one of the best films of the year. Like, I think this could be a really good movie. And so I think it's kind of just picking up steam. Uh, I, I think it's going to start getting hype at the perfect time, uh, right around December. That's my prediction. So I'm going to guess American Fiction. Very so what, good. Yeah, so what do you have at number nine? Uh, the Bike Riders. I think this movie looks boring as balls, but I think the Academy will appreciate it. You know, that's like a, the one that's super pretty good. boring pick, right? Nomadland, Phantom Thread. I mean, like, there's like the exceptionally dull movie that no one enjoys with Academy voters, and I'm expecting that to be the bike credit. Yeah, that that's pretty good. I'll uh, I'll I'll give you that one. Yeah, I do not have the bike riders, but yeah, I I can see it. I uh, for my last pick, this is what I was saying. I'm really torn between four options here for the last pick, uh, and I kind of have okay. one written down, but I don't know what I'm doing for sure. Uh, I'll, here, I'll just name the four off that I have right now. I'm between Zone of Interest, The Color Purple, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, or Air. Um, wow, none of those are my tenth pick. No, <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to do... See, I want to do Color Purple because that's just, like you said, the boring Oscar pick that I can really see them do it. But, like... I don't know anyone that's excited for this movie. Like, this is not going to be a great movie. This could be kind of like a boring retelling of a popular Oscar film from like 20, 30 years ago. So like, is anyone excited for Color Purple? I- I'm going to do Zone of Interest instead. That going to be my 10th pick. I'll do Zone of Interest. My 10th pick, because I thought this movie kind of sound fun, and that's May-December. Oh, th- yeah, and, and that's a Netflix movie. Then, yeah, that's sense. the other Netflix one on my list here. Yeah, I don't really know why. I saw that only on a couple people's list. But I thought, hey, that sounds like a cool movie. Netflix simply gets a lot of noms. I figured if any studio is going to have more than one nom here, it'd probably be Netflix. And that's why on my list are the only studio to have more than one of, except sort of kind of Apple, because they have Killers of the Flower Moon and I guess Napoleon there listed under as well. So I guess Apple and Netflix, I got two of each, but everyone else is just getting the one. Oh, I guess actually, no, Disney got Bike Riders and Poor Things. Yeah, no, that makes sense. No, May December is a good pick. I I didn't even have that on my list either. I also had Saltburn as like my fifteenth option, but that's more of a personal thing. I know the Oscars gonna hate that movie, but I'm very excited for that movie. You know, there's a lot of movies I'm excited for. Uh, I think Poor Things is gonna be incredible. I think Anatomy of a Fall is gonna be incredible. American Fiction I think is gonna be incredible, uh, and then Saltburn. That's gonna be like a movie that uh, I feel like I'm. I'm pumped up for and then I watch and I go oh this movie fucking sucks <laughs> like I can see myself hating it but for some reason I'm just really excited it's from the same director that did Promising Young Woman this is her next film oh wow okay yeah I like and, that one a lot yeah and it's with uh 
what's the fucker's name? The British lad. The, uh, Barry Keoghan. He's the lead. Oh. Oh, I like him. I don't think Saltburn has much of a chance. I think we got a good 10 here. Uh, how confident are you, Tristan? You feel, you feel you got it? Not at all. Yeah, no, I'm, not, I'm not confident you either. my Napoleon pick, so not at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Napoleon one, yeah, at number four, yeah. I, I think that's a little strange. But hey, uh, I, you know, might make it. What do I know? So, yeah. yeah I'm excited for it. I'm excited too. You know, it'll be a good final third of the year here for 2023. We're going to end strong here with some great movies. Uh, and hopefully we uh, both have all our chips in for our boy Oppenheimer. You know, uh, I think uh, we're all on the same page here. That movie's got to win Best Picture. I think Barbenheimer's going to sweep the Oscars this year. I, I, I think we could be getting a sweep. I, I, I don't know. Not only is it just such an incredible movie, but the fact that it also has made over, almost a billion dollars. Like, that's crazy. That's crazy. Like, this, this feels like, you know, I don't want to, like, compare it to one of the greatest Oscar wins of all time, but it really feels like we're, like, almost in Titanic territory here of just, like, absolutely capturing the zeitgeist of all moviegoers. Like, I feel like this is going to be, like, a big night. I feel like Oscars are going to, like, uh, I'm going to make the prediction, the rings are going to go pretty fucking high for the Oscars. If we have Barbie and Oppenheimer just sweeping, like, everyone, like, I think this... They were already pretty good last year. year. Yeah, yeah, I, I think we could be looking at, you know, Oscars could be back. You know, movies are kind of back this year. It's, it's been a good year so far for filmmaking, so we'll see if that you continues. You know, most movies are flopped. That's true, actually. That's a good point. How come, it, how come it feels like filmmaking's back, but everyone's still flopping? I think because we finally have a, a, a lots of movies back. You know, it's a full slate of films back again, right? We're yeah. getting new movies, every, multiple new movies every week now, which we haven't had for a while. And it feels good. Yeah, and like the movies that do well, like they do really well. And then there's and just a lot of movies that do bad, yeah. It's more feast or famine. If you have a movie that's good word of mouth, you can do really well. If you got bad word of mouth, bad buzz, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. Like, even that horror film Talk to Me. Like, I have people that aren't super into movies that came up to me and was like, oh, hey, Quentin, like, I just watched Talk to Me. What a great movie. Like, people are just, like, right? talking about movies again. Like, if Talk to Me came out two years ago, I don't think people would have, like, came up to me like, oh, man, that was so good. Like, I, it's just, it feels like movies have kind of picked up a lot of steam now. Like, yeah, Talk to Me was kind of a huge success. It's, uh, what, the fourth most successful A24 film ever? But, Quinn, are you ready for the Taylor Swift concert movie to be, like, one of the top ten? Oh. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to be. I think it's going to be. It is. Are you going to watch that in theaters, Tristan? Taylor Swift, the era tour? Is that what it's called? Uh, not in theaters. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I'll ever actually watch it, to be honest with you. Uh, like, I like Taylor Swift as much as the next guy. I'm not, I'm not a live music person. I don't love concerts. You know, like, I'm not a big live music person. Concerts aren't, like, my favorite thing. You know, I'd rather go to the movie theaters or a nice stage play than a concert. Like, it's not my, not my, not my jam. So I don't know if this movie really will be. Interesting. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I don't really care for music, obviously. But I'll probably check it out. I, uh, you know, I remember, like, in T-Swift back in the day. And I don't think I've heard a single song she's made in the last 10 years. So this you will be, like... You have 100% heard songs she's made in the last 10 years. They are unavoidable. You just didn't know they were her. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's a good point. Probably when I'm watching the movie, I'll be like, oh, wait, that was from Taylor Swift? Uh, yeah, I've heard of that song. Yeah, you're probably right. I uh, I don't know who sings what songs anymore. They were just, like, background exactly. music for me. Yeah, I'll probably be like, oh, wait. I, pr I probably have recognized every single song she's sung at this point. You're, you're, you're probably right. But I'll probably check it out. I think uh, it'll be a good way for me to... Uh, 
You know, you gotta, if you're going to the theaters for it, you gotta go opening weekend. No, 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 Taylor Swift. Now I'm considering going opening week, and I'm going to be opening night. The Taylor Swift would be so. The Taylor Swift movie in theaters would be so bad. It would be. They're gonna dreadful. sing so much. Oh, it'd be terrible. I'm it, kind of excited. It would be the worst experience ever. Yeah, it would. It would. It would trump No Way Home easily. If uh, if oh, I it'd that. be brutal. It'd be so bad. It'd but be in, in all fairness, it won't be the same though, because like it, like I hate people talking in the movie because it interrupts the film. Like this is interrupting anything. It's just by interrupting Taylor Swift singing, which I've, you know, you can see the music videos online. Like, it's not, it's different. It's a different vibe. That is fair. It's not actually, like, a movie. It's just, like, a vibe. Yeah. Like, it'll be way less, and even though there's gonna be a lot more singing and talking than Barbarian, it'll be way less annoying than when I watch Barbarian, because that was so annoying. I was so invested in the film, and this woman just wouldn't stop talking through it all, right? Yeah. And it's way different. That's a good point. Yeah, that was my experience with Northman. Yeah, when people talk during movies, it's dreadful, and this would be totally different. Uh, this is gonna be yeah. nonstop talking, but it's singing along. It's not. It as would be part of the vibe. Do like what Disney does and have like the sing along version. See, that would be brutal. I've never gone to a sing along version like one of the musicals. No, neither have I. This is, does not sound like my jam. No, that sounds brutal. Anything that encourages people to talk during a movie, I'm, I'm not out. a fan of. Yeah, <laughs> I'm out. It's a hard no from me. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually think, like, I enjoy, like, superhero movies way more. The la- Like, when people are like, oh, man, Marvel's gone down in quality in the last few years. In my mind, it's, like, it's actually, like, just as good as it normally is. Like, I, like I, I'm, like, okay with watching the movies now because i'm just watching at home i feel like they're like less insufferable so i actually don't mind them as much anymore yeah and with marvel movies not that the visuals are impressive enough you gotta go see them in the theater and that's you know, the thing the i've day. i've never once like thought man i gotta see this in theaters uh, no it, it like back in the day like like in 2012 right like like thor and whatnot they were pretty good visual marvels you wanted to see in yeah. theaters but now that cgi's got so half-ass and it's all overdone oversaturated it's like who cares you know what i mean it's not really a big visual spectacle anymore it's, i'd rather go watch like john wick 4 or something in theaters yeah. that's more of a visual spectacle right i agree completely yeah john wick 4 i had to see in theaters um but yeah so yeah. something like dr strange and multiverse of madness uh, i was perfectly okay with watching that at home that was a perfectly no, good no need to see that in theaters yeah i didn't yeah, exactly i didn't need to see that in theaters so no i totally agree but yeah, that's everything for Pop Topic. Uh, is there anything else you want to discuss in regards to Film Trust? No, that's it. That's all I got. Have a fantastic day, guys.